1: Good morning, Rack FM, and this is your USFDA Crypto Breakfast Show. The guys, the one and all, you absolutely love it, don't you? It is, I believe, Friday the 8th of December, jingle bells, jingle bells, right? It's not very far away, is it? uh 2023 and obviously this is like yeah your horse robot, the mayor of rackville and we've got the horse with the Mostess, b bands from the block rocking it in and today's show should be ridiculous i bet this does ridiculous replays because when brian first put me onto this project i was like all right let me have a look at it and then i looked at it and i'm like whoa this is some mad shit. This is some really interesting stuff. Like this is like, and then I like looking at the communities, and I'm like, whoa, this gets even more interesting. This is like, and then you dig a bit further, and the thing is, these interviews sometimes, the guys, you know, the very the the team, to be fair, have never said in advance, can we pre-screen yet, which is always a very important metric for us, right? But we often feel that if you over-research uh, projects, it's kind of like kind of can make the interview a bit stale. Because you might not have like little things that you want to know about, you know. So, I've like looked into the project, but not done like a gigantic deep dive, not whatsoever. Because that's like not what we do. But on the surface, I'm like, holy shit, this is really good. So, I believe the first people we should be welcoming to the stage uh, will be James. Is that right, James? Yeah. Hello. Good morning. Is it good morning, afternoon, or what?
2: Yeah, it's morning. Good morning, GM. GM. Um, yeah, it's uh 6-ish in the
1: morning here in uh, Colorado. Oh, you're Central uh, Mountain Time, yeah? That's right. Oh, bro, are you're you a Colorado native, are you?
2: Uh, I'm not actually. California native. Moved to Colorado uh, right before the pandemic hit. <laughs> and then moved to Colorado. Was living in a temporary space with my family, and then we just had lockdown. And so I uh, lived in Boulder, but now I'm in Denver. He had a, we got out of Boulder.
1: Oh, bro, those uh, Colorado kids, I mint. Mean, I've got a few friends over there, like some musicians and that, and they're just really, it's just such a, like, cool vibe I get from all the people I meet from Colorado, you know?
2: Yeah, uh, we moved to Colorado, uh, came to uh, an early, one of the first East Denver, which is a builder conference. Uh, fell in love with it, and we have a really strong, Ethereum builder community here um in Boulder slash Denver. Uh so I decided to move out here.
1: Dude, there's a funny one about that actually. There's a really uh, cool dev that we, we all know and love called uh Jake Horton. And he's like, you know, an OG cyberpunk kind of kid and he always says about the conferences, right? He's always like, Do you know what? At East Denver, shit gets done. He's like, I go to all these conferences all over the world, and at East Denver, shit gets done. It has such a good reputation as being like one of the, the hive mind places, you know?
2: Yeah. Uh, we, back in like 2019, we launched uh, Moloch DAO, which is this DAO framework. Um, and uh, ever since then, there's been a lot of innovation was the first conference where you could actually, like, use tokens at a food truck. So there's a lot of experimentation. A lot of things break at, at East Denver. The governor of uh, Colorado came to speak um, a few times. Uh, so it's, it's very dialed in here. Um, so I love, love it. And then it has great outdoors as well. So when you're slamming the keyboard for too long, you can
1: go out, go hiking, skiing, depending on the weather. Uh, bro. It's one of those spots if i was i i know if i like lived in america i know there'd only be like a certain amount of spots like five or six where i'd like happily live and that will be one of them mm-hmm. james before we get started bro uh and i'll quickly give like an outline of, of how this will go okay uh, brian is, is brian here like passively or are you gonna yeah, come in a bit later brian or?
0: i think i think i should be here passively i mean these guys like there's so much that you could talk about if, if if things get off the rails i'll, I'll hop in but like I dude, I think you guys are just going to have like a, an amazing conversation about what they're building, what they've already built. And, and James and team is there. He's good people and 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 good builder with good project and good token. So I think you guys are going to have a good time. I'll hop in as needed.
1: No worries mate. Thank you very much. Appreciate it as always. So, uh, James, I would say, let's say that like the vast majority of people who will be on, you know, the replays and Spotify, blah, blah, that might be new to collab land and, and you know telefriends everything else right so like I, I've, I've kind of thought well we need to structure this from a kind of newbie uh perspective right so let's say that we kind of break it into just like four uh, sorry uh, five simple parts right which would be a basic like outline summary of, of the project itself like the core kind of project and then obviously a little bit you know i'm talking like less than two minutes or something right just a proper summary so the people in the audience who might be just new to the, this i'll get a gist of what the thing's about uh, then if we can dive into the team after that a little bit obviously i've got the questions ready for you and then after the team if we can just go like you know products like past present and future i'm really interested to hear about the DAO stuff i mean there's so many so we're probably, I don't know how long you're available for. You know, we tried to keep the interviews down, but dude, there's so much to talk about. So without further ado, uh, James, yeah, can you just like, I don't know, two minutes or less, or if, a minute if you feel that's enough, can you like summarize the kind of the project itself, the core elements?
2: Yeah, so let me give a quick background. Um, you know, we are launching TeleFriends, which is a Socialfy product. That is going to be native to Telegram, and uh, we at Collabland we've been doing token gating. We invented uh, and popularized this uh, notion of token gating, where typically you'll have like you know an ERC20 token or an NFT, and you use it as access control into a Telegram chat or a Discord chat. We've been doing this for about three and a half years now. We have about fifty-three thousand tokenized communities. Uh, We have a couple million. Uh, users that have connected their wallets to either their Telegram or their Discord handles. Uh, And in terms of reach uh, for just across all Telegram and Discord for Collabland, um, we have access of reach of about 100 million um, distinct usernames. Now, we are a tool as as Collabland uh, to help empower these projects so that you can have Holders of a token come together, know that they're verified holders. And if they sell, they get booted out of the group. So you can talk to holders directly. And uh, now that's CollabLand. So we're now launching, a Collabled is launching its first consumer product, which is called TeleFriends. TeleFriends allows a creator to come in, create their own Private telegram group. And we now allow anyone, a fan or a friend, anyone that wants to get into these private groups to then purchase a pass. And these passes are on what's called a bonding curve. So every time you buy someone buys a pass, the next pass becomes a little bit more expensive. And if someone sells a pass, the path price decreases. So there's this like curve, if you will, like up and to the right. So, what you want to do is if you are a fan, you want to get in as early as possible. And, uh, you know, this has been popularized by other Social Fi uh, apps. Um, but we're taking it to the next level by uh, doing this natively in Telegram. On top of that, is we automatically now give users a a wallet that is non-custodial, meaning that you as the user fully control the wallet. And this is one of the innovations that we have is this ease of onboarding. So for those that are like new to crypto, new to this space, uh, this is gonna be a seamless onboarding experience. for, for new users. And this is what we're hoping to do is just create mass products uh for mainstream.
1: It's it's the biggest like conundrum in crypto, isn't it? Of onboarding like the mainstream, right? And, and you know, you look how many like people in their everyday lives like you, Telegram and stuff. I mean, there's a couple of things there. You obviously mentioned about the community size, which when I first looked you guys up when I first come across you, When Brian introduced me, I was like Jesus. I even text Brian. I was like, over fifty thousand communities. I was like, they've got rogue radio, like and like an offer up, and like I was like, what? This is crazy. This, but we'll get to that, dude. So when you were talking, you mentioned like we a lot. We always believe that one of the most, and that's why you're here. We always believe one of the core, like you know, fundamental, a project, no matter how good. You know, it's pump and are or, or utility or whatever. Without a team, a good team, it's nothing. We do look for like teams that have got like bloat, because there's a lot of crypto projects got bloat gyms. Can you just talk to us about like your team? What's it what's it like? You know how many people, etc.? Yeah,
2: uh our team is about twelve people. Um my background is in uh gaming. I uh this is about 15 years ago. Launched a game on Facebook called Farmville, so I have some experience with things at scale. I'm not
1: sure if the audience is in or was into. Story. So, James, James, this is alright. Okay, let's come in here. This is just Rock FM, right? But when Brian told me about Farmville, I was Farmville. I was like, "Shut up!" You know why? I was living in Asia during the craze, and this my fucking wife dude played this every day for so many hours a day. You ruined my sex life, by the way. I just want to let you know you hook my sex life up, bro, too, yours, you do. That is hilarious. Um, There is a site way back in the day,
2: uh, and, uh, you know, it was just like people talking about FML, um, and uh, there was one one post. This is like, you know, before Twitter X, whatever, and all the social media craze. So you had to go to a website, and it was like, FML, Uh, you know, my girlfriend had to tenter or crops in the middle of sex I was like what this is crazy and then back in the day we were traveling a lot and someone asked me for my autograph I was like I'm a developer like what is going on here so yeah it was my first taste in terms of like it being able to create something and impact a bunch of people like I'm writing code and I have just had these thoughts in the back of my mind like a hundred million people two hundred million people are going to be able to like run through this code, which was just kind of mind-boggling in terms of like the internet as a platform. And this was like 15 years ago. So just the comprehension of being able to directly reach, like tons of people was just kind of mind-boggling
1: to me. Um, So you've got got a track record, you've got a track record of scale, right? But Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, we, we talk about like a team's only as good as like its structure and its people, you know i mean to, actually for what for what you guys have done to build up that amount of communities which is phenomenal your bd and outreach department uh, team must be crazy so like like yeah i mean 12 is not a lot that's actually quite a trim team mind of the size of your project yeah
2: yeah yeah i you know this isn't our like you know first rodeo uh if as you will um so you know uh we have, From like a community's perspective, uh, Anjali, she's actually my wife, she's a co-founder. So it's a husband and wife team. Uh, She uh, has been doing communities for decades. She's run um, and modded groups, uh, over 60,000 people. Um, And uh, yeah, we have Raymond Fang uh, who uh, was uh, a co-founder. Of a company called uh, Loopback, uh, and Loopback is an API server. It uh, about two summers ago now, I think, was graduated as a uh, at large project with the um, OpenJS Foundation. So it's fully open source and governed um, by open source contributors, and uh, yeah. Uh, we these are the three co-founders we have uh, alok who is our um, chief operations officer Uh, he's based out in india Uh, i've known him uh, for over a decade uh, and we've worked together in gaming uh, prior so uh, we're able to run lean because a very close-knit kind of hive mind if you will uh organization and i think that extends out to the products that we build and um the amount of reach in terms of communities
1: that we support i absolutely love that like james honestly that's really that, that's the kind of like sniff test passing that we love uh Bay bands are you back now hey james we've got the sniff tests all over on Rag FM, right right dude uh-huh. take us back to the beginning i mean you, you touched on it there so it's a perfect entry point you know Take us back to the beginning, I mean, what, were you having a beer with the guys one day and you were like, shall we just do this shit? Like, where was that like incubation, where was that big bang, that spark for the whole idea?
2: Yeah, so, um, Collablan was pretty much an accident Um, or it was an experiment and, you know, we we didn't know and intend for it to take off. Uh, What we had at a bridge was one of the first, and this is gonna be a little technical, Counterfactual contract wallets, and my whole goal was to go. You know, we need to get the this ease of onboarding out as quickly as possible. And so, we had this contract wallet. We it wasn't getting much traction. This was like early 2019, mid 2019. We had just launched uh, Moloch DAO, which is this DAO framework. It was a side project with a couple of other people. Um, we, we've been working on it for several years. And uh, at the end of 2018, uh, if you go back onto Vitalik's Twitter, uh, people were saying, this is before ETH2, before proof of stake. These ETH researchers, ETH2.0 researchers are like, we're running out of money. Like, you know, we want to see Ethereum and the vision survive. What are are we going to do? And Vitalik uh, said, What's your wallet address? And started like just YOLOing, like at 100K of ETH at that time. I I forget exactly what the price of ETH was. And, uh, you know, really quickly, these other ETH researchers said, Wait, how about me? And so, you know, he did it like three times. And he's like, "I, I can't do this anymore, guys. And we're like, you know, we were watching this and we had this like DAO framework. And uh we were just like, this is ridiculous. Like we have the technology to be able to launch a DAO. Why, why don't we do it? Back then, this was like end of 2018. And there was this still kind of reaction to the DAO, which caused the original Ethereum hard fork in like 2016. So there was like this PTS DAO that was still kind of like, oh, DAOs aren't gonna work, they're a failure. And we're just like, you know what? The next conference that's coming up, which happened to be East Denver in 2019, we're like, you know, just YOLO, let's just launch this DAO framework and see what happens. Uh, and we're like, you know what? We'll call it a success, you know, because we always are KPI driven. We're like, if it has like 100K in it, um, and then in like three months later, it, it had over a million dollars, we're like, okay, well, there's something here. And so um, with Abridged, I was like, I took that information, wanted to create DAO tooling, and the first thing was like, you need to have a wallet and all of that. So we try to do this ease of onboarding. So from Moloch DAO, which was a bit of like this inside baseball kind of core Ethereum researchers, I was like, no, we we got to break this out into like the general kind of mass public. And so we started Meta Cartel DAO. And that meta in Meta Cartel meant meta transactions, which is a technical term of being able to say, you know what, um, we're going to sponsor gas transactions because one of the things about having a wallet is that once you have it, like you can't do anything with it unless you have ETH to pay for gas. So that's where this whole like notion of meta transactions came into play. So, we had all of this and it was really complicated and super technical so we wrapped this all in a no-code tooling platform and uh, we tried to you know use it and and launch it and you know it wasn't very successful um because there weren't a lot of devs this was like the previous cycle the previous bear it was like existentially brutal like it was difficult because ETH went from like 14.40 to like $80. So it was like, wait, is this gonna even survive? Is this gonna be a thing? And so what we said was, uh, okay, well, let's just reposition this. Let's make this DAO tooling. And we coined this term DAO ops. And uh, Collabland was a reference implementation of our DAO tools. And we're like, you know what? You can build a Collabland if you want. And we started using it because what happened was COVID hit. And with COVID, we started a DAO, pulled money together and like, you know, said, okay, well, if you are in need and, you know, take a photo of like things that you've purchased and the DAO will try to reimburse you. And so we had this COVID-19, we called it collab-19 DAO. And we just said, okay, well, we, you're gonna just use this bot and people are like wait what i want to use this bot and we are trying to teach people how to use our no code tool and they're like no, no 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 we we just want the bot i'm like oh okay and then so defi summer started to roll around uh, we had a lot of these investment groups on telegram uh, start using it because investments groups they want to be able to get deal flow but they are like you know, if we give out this alpha, like, you know, how do we, how do we get paid for it? Oh, we'll launch a token and then we'll have a private chat and we'll have these startups come in and pitch. And so we had these investor groups starting in, in Telegram and uh, you know, one of them we were tracking it at the kind of at the peak, it cost a million dollars worth of their token to get into this like chat group. And we're like, oh, shit, like, there's something here. And then we're like, well, you know, we're on Telegram only. It was a great, and it still is a great platform, but it was a little niche. And so we expanded to Discord. And then around that time, you know, NFT started to pop. And so it was like, Anjali was just like DMing on Twitter, just hustling, 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 trying to get these NFT communities to start, uh, Using us. Um, and then it was, I think, really, if I had to pinpoint, really, when Bored Ape um, started using Collab Land, we didn't have to like shill anymore, really. And that kind of is when it kind of started taking off. And um, my wife's a big art collector. So she just kind of like fell in love with the whole NFT space. She's right now at Art Basel in Miami. Um, and that's kind of i guess uh please feel free to interrupt i can go on forever I'll, no, I'll, no no
1: no i like i like i like the flex i like james listen you're with a please you do with me. the sharks that is amazing you're you with were the sharks now you're with alphas he's like ah once body of came once Body came along you know we didn't have to fucking chill anymore like flex dude flex uh, i mean b-bans i'm gonna jump in at dow Toolan. So if you want to stop, rob all the player. But I mean, I've asked Rama to come in, but he's ignoring me for some reason. No, easy.
3: I, no, I'm extremely interested. I just want to listen for a little bit. I do have some questions, but I want to hear. I want to hear. All the, I want to hear this story. I want to hear everything. Well, I wasn't.
1: I wasn't going to jump into the doubt like Tulan in that straight away. But I mean, he's brought it up, and it's kind of like in my face. So I'll be ignorant not to. I mean, that's these these convo's. Yeah. Our interviews are fluid, you know. So, I mean, James. You know if we're talking about like dow and dow tool and you know 2017 2018 2019 whatever if we're talking about 2023 the different convos i've seen uh very recently obviously you you guys are very dow uh proponent you know uh your big supporters i mean like what to what extent it, you know james do you regard like dows as being like on chain because we had a big conference about this and about what actually DAO means, like like to what extent are things decentralized, to what the extent are things autonomous, right? Uh, and obviously, they all fall, fall, fall under some kind of organizational structure, but like the first two are like, mm, well, okay, there's a lot of debate there. I mean, talk to me about you, not, not the company or the project, you, James, like the dev, James, the thinker. Like talk to me about what DAOs mean to you, what they represent to you. Uh I mean, we we've got a DAO, Jim. Just to you know, preface this. We've got a DAO. the six of us in it, the RAC FM DAO, the whole team. We all bring something to the party, but you know, we've delegated responsibilities out, like like staking of the Treasury and dealing with the, you know, the rewards and the restaking. staking We've delegated the responsibilities out, but we have to vote on serious shit. James, talk to me about you. Like, I want to hear James, not the company, about DAOs in 2023, what they represent, what they're doing, what they can empower, and how you think moving forward this is going to be a revolution. Got it. Yeah. So I'll I'll put this into my own context.
2: Like, you know, um, my parents immigrated from Korea in the – Late 60s, early 70s. So that kind of gives you my age. Like I'm over 50 years old now. So I grew up in uh, California, uh, a child of immigrants, and my parents, like, were forced to be entrepreneurs. Like, just imagine. I don't know the where the audience here is, but like, this is like 70s in California. As an immigrant, you couldn't get a bank account. You can't like get a job. It was extremely difficult. And that's why these like immigrant enclaves existed, because what they would do is they would like put money into a shared treasury and then use it collectively. This is how they were able. It's called a ROSCA, a Rotating Savings and Credit Association. It's like existed in like all cultures, before, like, formal banking has existed. Like, modern banking is new. These Rothkas predate banking, modern centralized banking. And so, like, I saw my parents, like, working. My early childhood memories are of them opening up a shop, like, just hustling and just trying to survive, just on the come up. And really like when i think of a DAO, is just an online version of that right you fast forward like 50 years people now live as much online as they do irl your online life is i would argue just as important as your offline life like i'll just disclose some more information like uh there is this company called Redfin. And um, my wife and I were able to sell our house online over two Zoom calls. And I'm like, Your house is one of the largest personal purchases that you'll ever make. I was able to do that online. If I can sell my house online, I, I can sell and buy anything, really. It's and the biggest, so, well, it's the biggest
1: illiquid purchase you can make, illi- actually, isn't yeah.
2: it? Yeah. Yeah. It's the biggest. And so I was like, this, we're here, right? And like, you know, my, my parents and growing up has informed me, like, <laughs> I guess it's as a childhood of an immigrant, like, you know, the, the world isn't like here for you. You have to like be super intentional. And in, in terms of what impact you want to make on the world, it's like up to you. And that's what I really see DAOs are. They're empowering. You can collectively come together with anyone, anyone that has an internet connection globally, never have to actually see them face to face to me because I'm older and have gone through the transition of like not being online, the internet not existing. And now it existing like in my generation, I see this stark contrast and I'm like, like it's so compelling to me to be able to like nurture my younger self to say, you know what, if my parents had this and I have kids now, so I not only think about what if my parents had this, but like what world am I bringing up for my children and how they can actually come together based off of some random idea and they can go to some, you know, kid in i don't know southeast asia who doesn't have the educational access but may have an internet connection and can empower them so it's it, it is really uh a way to i think collectively
1: impact uh the world and you know Dude, i've looked do... at this i've actually considered this to like some like quite lengthened degree and honestly one of the one of the biggest groups that can actually take advantage of this i don't want to like pivot from the project, we'll get this over with quickly uh, and get back yeah. to you guys. But like farmers, especially like you know, third world. I hate to use the term third world because that's not what it means. But you know, everybody relates mm-hmm. to the third world as third world these days. But third world farmers, I see what happens: the exploitation of the farmers like out here in Southeast Asia. Like dow technology could empower people like individual farmers, into like these corps that that you just can't mess with. And it's all there. It's all on a ledger. It's all on chain. But d- yeah, dude, we're big proponents of like, you know, on chain uh, total governance. I- I've heard some things about certain DAO alternatives or multi-sigs and stuff like that. I mean, James, you mentioned you and your wife. Like your project though, like could you just pull the plug like one day? Or is there like a multi-sig going on security-wise with your org- like organization or... What's the story with like your OPSEC side of things, if you don't mind me asking? like?
2: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, So, Collabland uh, is run by a bridge. Uh, We have a DAO called the Collabland DAO. It actually is a Colorado based co op. So, totally feel you there when
1: you talk about it. Is it run by a multi sig? Is it run by a multi sig? And if it is a multi sig, how many people are on the multi sig? So, we use a
2: DAO framework called origami and we are progressively decentralizing over the course of 4 years so we have a 4 year token lockup so we use Hedgy finance which is our token lockup which allows us to vote while the tokens are still locked and we have a kind of a token schedule if you will if you go to wagmi wagmi.collab.land you can read all about kind of how This is all set up and you can get into the token economics. The collab token is purely a governance token. And what we envision for Collabland and, you know, TeleFriends being a member facing what we're calling a mini app is one of many. Uh, But we need to bootstrap this with TeleFriends. And so I'm taking the learnings that I have from my days at Zynga when launching FarmVille. Zynga didn't have its own product. It it was... uh, making games for facebook and so what we're doing is following a a very similar trajectory it's a similar playbook but instead of um using you know facebook now for example for collab land we use telegram and discord and uh we think that chat and the interface for chat is a much better interface to 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 launch these projects and the collab token is a you know a governance token that's going to. Govern all these apps in the marketplace so that this marketplace is decentralized. So you can think about it as like the Collabland DAO is synonymous or kind of similar to like the Apple App Store, but instead of like people at Apple with their own incentives promoting and king making like certain apps, we have token voters being able to vote and curate. So if you want to create a mini app for Collabland, you will stake collab token. And if your app is deemed malicious or you know, breaking some type of terms of service, your tokens get slashed and they go back into the DAO treasury. So the game gets to be played where you have this curation layer, which now in the age of AI is really, really interesting. And we can talk about all of the exploration that we're doing when it comes to AI, because we're a bot on Telegram and Discord. Bot is a great group chat interface, but also it's a great interface for AI. So I can tee that up as well. But just to get back to your question, when it you comes know to what, the club, clap- you, you know it. what,
1: dude? You know, you must be such a fucking Chad, or Parties. Like, I kind of believe being at parties and like being like, oh, yes, I was involved in Zinger and Farmville. Like, I would fucking be dropping that shit all over. I'd be dining out on that for the rest of my fucking life. You know what? That's just me, though. I'm that guy, you know? because it's
3: of <laughs> but that's okay.
1: I, Kevin, I want to get on the TeleFriends. I really like TeleFriends is like the big thing. I mean, when I was talking like Brighton though, so d- did, I mean, did Friends Tech give you some inspiration or were you working on this like before Friends Tech? What's the story with that? Yeah. So, um, you know, we are definitely inspired
2: by Friend Tech. We had been working on this wallet onboarding um, just to get a little technical, There's this EIP, Ethereum Improvement Proposal, number 4337. It has to do with this fancy term called account abstraction. And uh, this is something that I've been waiting for, I don't know, since 2016. It was supposed to be part of the initial launch of Ethereum, um, but it didn't make it into it uh, because it was just too complex. And then, you know, a lot of proof of work and then moving to proof of stake was a priority. So, you know, fast forward now. I think seven years, they're able to focus on this kind of what they call account abstraction. It's just having a smart account. Um, And so we've been working on this for about a year because when, you know, we're looking at our tokenized communities at Collabland, you know, we have uh, close to 3 million people or distinct usernames that have connected their wallet. But, you know, you have, we have over a hundred million users that are kind of on the sidelines Typically, they're like in these general chats. So they're like, and we've interviewed them. They're like, you know, I want to get into NFTs. I want to get into crypto. It's really scary. It's full of scams. I don't know who to trust. So they go into these like discords in the open channels to kind of like, you know, figure things out. Is this a legit project? Is What's going on? And then they're like hit with like, oh, I have to download MetaMask. I have to have like my private key. And, you know, that scares off the majority of people. And those that kind of still stick with it, they're like, okay, great. Now what I, I need ETH to like be able to do any type of transaction. So like it takes weeks or days at least to be able to get your bank account and fiat on like all of that stuff. And so this 4337 and this onboarding was uh, something like we saw was a definite, definite need. We're just looking at our you know, our customers are like a, a microcosm for the whole ecosystem. And then friend tech comes out and we're like, Oh shit. Like, this is, this is genius because, you know, we at Collabland have always been like the utility used after you have your ERC 20 or your NFT. Right. And we're like, Oh, they're actually minting what they call keys off of this bonding curve. And, um, You know, this previous cycle with NFT communities, especially, we've seen kind of the rise and kind of the fall here. And my hypothesis mainly is because royalties have gone away. And when royalties gone away, like how could royalties go away? This is like permissionless. This is peer to peer. And I took a step back and I'm like, you know what? These projects are all like trying to get listed and stuff like that to OpenSea and Blur and now OpenSea and Blur having this like war with each other because uh, they they want to get market share. It's not in the best interest of these NFT communities and they're slashing royalties. And I'm like, shit, we're just like falling for the same kind of setup as before. When I look at friend.tech, you look at it and like these creators are creating their own bonding curve. You, they're, set, they're the marketplace. And I was like, oh shit, we got to go beyond the gate. We got to get to a place where creators can like, you know, have their own control. And each bonding curve, like you buy and sell into the bonding curve, you can't like buy and sell to one another. So it's not these like passes that we call, and at friend.tech, they call them keys. These aren't transferable to one another. So with that, you can ensure and guarantee royalties. And I was like, oh, this is the way. This is how you get sustainability for creators. And coupled that with our onboarding that we're doing, it's just a go to market strategy. So we're just trying to like be market relevant with what's happening in Social Fi. And so we're just gra-
1: latching onto the Social Fi meta. We're sneaky. like sneaky. That's what you are. You're fucking sneaky. And your be bang your man, sneaky. And sneaky B B huh? Dude, can we come sorry. and reset you know the room. I'm
3: sorry. B-bands. I, I I'm right now I think I'm a little bit speechless because I'm so very interested in everything that James is talking about right now. Exactly.
1: Um, I didn't interrupt him. We just need to like, you know, I know, keep the convo going. I know. James, you you sound like a good fella. What's your favorite sandwich?
2: My favorite sandwich, I, I just I'm a simple man. I just like a grilled cheese. That's just my go-to.
1: See, that's all it takes, but you like good bread. It's gotta have good bread, has it?
2: Oh yeah, I you know, like There's a a microwave cheese sandwich or grilled cheese in the microwave where like it's so it's about the bread. So I'm a sourdough guy. And so it's like sourdough bread. But, you know, there's a difference between microwave grilled cheese and like on the pan grilled cheese where you have the cheese kind of melted on the outside of the bread as well. And enough butter, at least like a half a stick of butter for each sandwich.
1: I like this dude. I like this dude so much. I must say, I mind, James, you uh, deliver uh, and execute and present uh, and talk eloquently. Very, very well, by the way. These are the kind of interviews we live for, uh, you know. I mean, guys, we're just over 45 minutes. That's why I kind of want to break up the room, because I don't think Brian has ever, ever, ever been quiet on space for 45 minutes in his life. Brian we're going to go a bit further you've heard obviously how it's been going so far but any comments Brian before we move on a bit or no I'm getting I'm
0: getting uh I'm getting educated here on the history of DAOs I I like dude I didn't know we went this deep and and you know I I, I kind of came in late to the party um with collab and, and NFTs and DAOs but there's like there's like a history lesson in here that it's awesome
1: Oh, dude, this replay, listen, I mean, I've got to tell everybody in the room, I've said this before, it's very hard, guys, when you do a show, to be able, like, for, like, I can only enjoy a show and learn from a show properly when I listen to the replay, because I'm always thinking about, wait, what's the next, like, a follow-up question, or who's the next person to bring in, Or blah, your brain's going 90 miles an hour, but tomorrow, when I listen back, my notebook, Will be out, and I'll tell you what my notebook has been gone since like end of twenty twenty. It's legit, and it'll this interview will be getting well logged. Um, uh, Baybands will probably do an otter anyway. We need to do a too long didn't listen, right? Right. See you day. <laughs> right, Bands, I'll, I'll great- throw this oh, out there.
0: Boy. I I'll throw this out there. I was uh I went to the uh one of the National Air and Space Museums a couple months ago, like two or three months ago, and they see the space shuttle. And they have a space shuttle there and and you like look at it and you're going oh okay this is going to be like super advanced tech dude this stuff is like held together by like like some sort of like metal duct tape and and james's story in like the history of like these DAOs being created sounded like like eth was about to fall apart and die and and some of the stuff in the early DAO tooling feels like it kind of saved the whole ecosystem and just gave enough like lifeblood into like come for these devs to keep it going i mean like People think, like, technology and, and innovation is, like, super, oh, yeah, we had all our shit together at the, from the very beginning. But, like, in reality, the, the, this innovation is messy. and st- stuck together with, like, duct tape, it feels like sometimes. Yeah, I
2: mean, these technologists are, like, the new, like, church leaders. They're the high priests, right? And we're kind of just reliving history. These high priests, what do they have? They just gated access. And that that is what I'm trying to like like remove here. Like everyone should have access to this. I believe it's like a fundamental human right. And it's just done behind these like smoke screens of how difficult and how hard it is. I think it also has to do with the ego, right? Like you've accomplished something. And like, yeah, and I, I hate to be that guy too about Farmville and all that kind of stuff, myself, even shilling. Because, you know, it puts me on this, like, different level, but I'm not. Like, and you, Brian, that keen insight is that we can all make impact if we want. Like, behind the covers, ugh, and I'm, you know, this is my kind of dad talk here, you know, like, it's all fucking held together with duct tape. Still, glue, everything, gum, all of that. Like, you can make an impact if you want it really comes down to if you want to or not and just showing up every day. That's
1: all it is. All it is. sounded, I sounded, tell you like, that. You were, sounded like you would describe a minute kneecaps there fucking held together with fucking sticky tape or blue tack fucking. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. an old man, dude. These days, but yeah, 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 dude. I mean, you—you you obviously said like how old you are, kind of thing. You're, uh I mean, Jesus, you're one of the greatest guests we've had on this year, mind. Uh, savvy, savvy, wise, and astuteness. Take me hat off to you, son. Uh, B bands, like you've got some stuff. Have you got some questions ready? Because I know B bands is ready. B bands, you want the floor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you
3: go, Actually, can I be honest? I, I, I'm so. I'm so far well, past my depth right now. And I I literally feel like I'm reading um, you know that book, that Kryptonium's book that um Laura Shin wrote about DAOs and stuff like that. I feel like I'm listening to like a chapter of that with um everything that James well, has, has been explaining. And it's well, I feel we like we
1: we like to know the people obviously behind the project, right? So I'm gonna ask James a question then. <clears throat> James, like have you in your crypto? you've obviously been around for quite a while obviously you're very seasoned you've seen a few summers and a few winters probably uh now you know have you been like proper rugged ever in like crypto like have you literally like woke up and like lost it all and you're like back or have you always been gucci and safe and you know preserve capital etc like business-wise and personal i suppose like it's not just about Obviously if we're running businesses, the, but yeah, dude, like we've seen crazy crashes recently with FTX and Luna, blah, blah, blah. I mean, have you been have you, are you all right or what?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I I've definitely so one, I'm not a trader by nature. I'm a developer and a builder. Um, and so like I've been living off of uh, crypto since uh, 2018. So I've had to like sell, uh, to pay the bills, if you will, in bear market territory. Um, and, uh, like for me, it's been like, just, I can't really like get into something unless I, what they call burn the boats, like just don't look back. Uh, so I have been, (laughs) I've been rugged my fair share of times. Um, uh, in like partnerships and projects and collaborations and just like m- potentially also like missed opportunities. Um, but it's like for me, yeah, you need to be able to like get through it and you, 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 you need to not you, it's not like you need to get rugged, but you need to be able to like understand the responsibility the responsibility of like ownership here when it comes to crypto assets, because there's no forgot my password. Um, And I've had to learn a lot, not just in terms of security when it comes to, you know, making sure your keys are safe, but like, it's interesting. You think that this is a trustless technology, right? It's self-sovereign, but it's like trust doesn't go away. It's like water. It just kind of shifts somewhere else. And so like the, the trust doesn't have to happen with the platform or the technology provider, but there's still trust that's involved with the humans and the people that you coordinate with. And for me, like uh, having to kind of like put and shift the trust from the tech and the provider to the project, it, it's just kind of like, th- this is what it is to be human. And it all comes back down to uh, relationships. So, yeah, there's this like education piece that you need to know about in terms of like security uh, and you can go, you know, ham on that. Um, you can, you know, have like uh, a metal fob to get your seat and You can bury it wherever or you can have your paper and put it into a, a lockbox, a, a security box at a bank. Um, you know, I'm docked. So I have to be like super careful. Uh, And I started out like completely doxxed because for me, this is about creating impact. And early on, what I learned is that like, and and this is not true for every project, but early on, you know, I, I came in like 2016 and there weren't a lot of people in this space. And so everyone did know each other. Uh, and that's kind of how I presented myself online. Um, you know, if you look at my Twitter profile, my my Twitter handle is James Young. It's my first and last name, right? It's it's not behind a, a pseudonym at all. Um, and so, yeah, I, I you know, it, it's. You said something you said something
1: at the beginning. You said something right at the beginning of that, like, I'm going to say monologue. It was fantastic. But, like, sorry. dude, at the beginning of that monologue, you went, like, don't look back in anger. And I just, like, I had Wonderwall. I was, don't, uh, sorry, not Wonderwall, but don't look back in anger. I heard you say <laughs> ringing in my head. Dude, you are a, an absolute fucking fantastic guest mind. I mean, B-Bands are speechless earlier, but, like, we are like really like enjoying this. This is like so much fun for Rack FM. I mean, Brian, Brian's known Rack FM. Uh, We've been around for a while, you know, James. And like we we, see, what we see is we're not the circuit. We make the circuit. Uh, What we find in, especially in our ecosystem in Cosmos is that like you'll find projects like or, and or Quicksilver and they'll be on like everybody's like podcaster show within like this period of time. And we're like, we're not those guys, you know? We're not those people. We want to speak to like, like, dude, people like fucking you. I mean, Bay Bands will tell you, she's been around for a year. We've done over a hundred shows or whatever it is. Bay Bands. I mean, this is such a good interview tonight, right? Really, Absolutely. James has been, oh, exceptionally. You
3: know, And exceptional. And, and I 100% agree with that. You know, I hate when I know it's like a press tour or whatever, when a new project comes out and they just go and hit every they hit every freaking they hit everybody, but it's like the same thing over and over again. And I just I love projects that have been around for a long time because you've been here for a while. You have a story to tell. There's there's depth to your project. There's there's things happening. So it's not like fluff and then you go we're gonna go you go on to the next it's like um this is a very, very meaty, interesting um, uh, interview. But I, I, just, I don't know. Meaty. I want you to I talk like to me meaty. more. I, I know no, I want I'll you to talk. talk more. I just I want Robo to shut up and I'm like, what? talk to me more, James.
2: I have a Cosmos yeah. story for you. I didn't know that you guys were in Cosmos. So like, I got into Ethereum because I met with Jay Kwan. And this is before Cosmos. There was a project called Tendermint. And I was an early, 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 like, contributor of Tendermint, like, way back in the day. Um, And that's how I got into Ethereum, because Tendermint had their uh, kind of practical Byzantine fault tolerance, um, PBFT, and that was really interesting, because I had moved from, like, uh, social gaming to online advertising, because I was like, what the fuck, like, this is a free game, but people are like making a lot of money. And when you look under the hood of like what runs the internet, it's advertising. Advertising is like the kind of quintessential microtransaction. And that's what like at that time, Bitcoin would say, it's like about microtransaction, bank to unbank, like all of this. I was like, wait, the internet is run by advertisers. And like CPMs are like in the thousands because it's so small. Like that is the business model, the internet. So I got into online advertising and I was like, oh shit, this online advertising is full of fraud. And why? It's because they don't have a central ledger to be able to like kind of consolidate all their data. I was like, oh, this is perfect for crypto. Online advertising is perfect for having like a canonical ledger that can't be fucked with. And then I was like, oh shit, it's a scaling issue. And I was like, wait, I know how to do scaling. So let me like try and see what's going on here. And that's how I got into Tendermint. It was fast consensus protocol. And then uh, I remember meeting Jay, uh, I think this was like 2016, it must have been
1: what somewhere was your, around What that? was your first take? What was your first take when you first met Jay? What was your first take?
2: Oh man, okay. My first take was, uh, he was um, making sure that like, um, he was standing in front of a wall. And he was always kind of like looking around. And I was like, what? This is kind of interesting. And he's like, yeah, I don't know anything. I don't, you know, you know, you might not want to use tendermint. It was very kind of like standoffish.
1: (laughs) You might not want (laughs) to use tendermint. Dude, you are gas. Where have you been? Where have you been all our lives? You're funny as fuck. Go on. Sorry. I didn't. (laughs) I couldn't help it. I laughed out loud there. Sorry.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he pointed me to, uh, people, that, you know, uh, at that time, you know, consensus, which is, uh, Joe Lubin's, um, company, uh, was very early on, uh, and met some of the, 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 core people there. Uh, and he just guided me to them. Uh, and so, yeah, that's when I was like, Oh, smart contracts, because earlier in like 20, Thirteen, uh, I was very much interested in a project called a Codius. I, I, the 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 site might still be up, codius.org. And what they were trying to do was run smart contract. They didn't call it smart contracts at the time, but th- that's what they were trying to get at. But there was like a bug, a security issue. This is a technical thing in uh, the runtime in the in the javascript vm so they had to halt the project and actually that is why it's pretty much the same reason why mist was the original like this predates metamask was the original like ethereum browser it was supposed to be its own browser and it had like keys and everything kind of built into it it was pre-brave all of that um but there was like some security issue so um, I was kind of primed a little bit in terms of like smart contract, and then when I was like, oh, smart contract, this is a fucking shit. Like, that's when I kinda went all in. Um, so that
1: was my that's my, my <laughs> cosmos. Dude, you could fucking sing the phone book. You could sing the phone book. I'm telling you, we could listen to you all day, it could me balance. I mean, come on. He's gas is me. Oh, legendary. I mean. Uh, if I don't know if anyone wants, I it, I, I don't know if you're right to take any questions from the audience. There are people down there. Uh, we do keep a close mic, and I'll tell you what, man, James. Everybody respects these shows. No one's requested all night. Have the bay bands. Anyone's no one's requested. No, I haven't yeah. seen
3: any, but I, yeah. I I was putting on my makeup for a second, so.
1: Oh, um, I'm Andrew sorry. will be happy. I apologize. Did right. did date, date, date night or something? Are you going out for afternoon wine no. or something? What, okay. Oh, we have, we have got a request. No, uh So I gotta, go on,
3: go on. No, I'm go getting. Go I got. I got a. I got a meeting with the owner of the of the company I'm working for. Oh, the, like process. Wow. I'm doing process improvement. So okay. I have the meeting, and I hate the meeting.
4: please
3: <laughs> Oh no, but you've
1: got to dress up in your best. Uh, right. We did have a request. Uh, what? Well, Why Holly got booted? I think he requested got booted. What happened there? Uh. I mean, Holly, yeah, we'll bring it up. I do, I do really want to, you know, because obviously time is very important. You know, uh, the interviews, we had this conversation a long time ago, they will do much better if they're around about 60 minutes, 90 minutes max. I do want to ask James a couple of questions about his orgs like future, uh, what lies ahead in his vision, because you can tell he's a visionary and it will be fucking stupid to not see it like a visionary, like, right mate, okay, uh, 2025, right? Uh, mid, mid 2025, what we're looking like. Uh, by 2030, what we're looking like in regards to like on-chain activity, the blockchain, like what's being executed in, you know, very transparent environments. And and also maybe what does privacy look like in, in you know, in the next few years, uh, James, yeah? Yeah, uh, that's a great
2: question. I, you know, uh, I'm informed by what's happening in generative AI from like a like a mass online culture shift, and um, I think what we need to do is use cryptography to be able to verify who you are. So there is this whole set of technologies under the moniker verifiable credentials where you can prove, like, I've signed that message, right? Like, when you're signing a message to prove that you own that specific wallet, that, like, address becomes, if that's not... not, that specific address, but maybe your smart account. We can get into that. There's some technical nuance there. Becomes your online identity. Now, identity. If you want to take a real deep dive into identity, identity itself. Isn't what that? We,
1: isn't just- that well, we, we've, we have. We we've had because we've had check on. Isn't that like um, some? Uh, wait, everyone's breaking up a little bit. Oh, the self-sovereign identity stuff and the zk creds because like zk creds are already oh, you're a thing. Right? Really bad. What? Oh, B bands. Wait a minute. Sorry. What?
3: Yeah, it's hey, good for
0: me. It might be local. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Z, ZK creds are already a thing. Like uh, James, yeah, yeah. I I get what you're talking about because we've had check on, and we've obviously talked others as well. But self sovereign identity uh, ZK creds, like y- your credibility, like online, they're they're already a thing, aren't they? Yeah, it needs to happen
2: on mass, though. Right, identity is not a thing that you build for. If you think about what do you use for your identity, a driver's license, your birth certificate, or your email address online, those are things to prove something else. And just by its second order effect, you use it as your identity. Like your birth certificate is supposed to show you what rights you have based off of the country you were born into. Driver's license is just proof that like I passed a test, right? And I can drive. But these things, your email address is just to initially communicate like identity is not something you build directly for like if you look at just how humans use the current identification system your social security number right it's it's not meant to like just serve as this is who i am crypto is this like peer to peer technology with self-sovereignness embedded into it and then it, it's going to turn into your identity Because I think in the next few years, everything is going to be assumed online fake and you have to prove it to be true. Where now everything, like in the last, I would say five, seven years have been kind of like, okay, you know that defakes exist, but like, you know, it's kind of rare and you can kind of tell it's getting harder and harder to tell. Well isn't that the shift
1: in humanity, isn't that the shift in humanity, like previously you've had to prove something was false, now you're going to have to prove something's true. Yeah,
2: that's right. So I think that's going to be this kind of foundation and the context and the lens that I look at kind of the future moving forward. And I think that, you know, um, AI desperately needs crypto just as much as crypto could help, you know, proliferate and amplify AI. And so that's just kind of the the kind of backdrop. So, you know, we have in the United States, there's the next election cycle coming up in in 2024. And I think that's going to, who knows what's going to happen there, but that's going to be this kind of seismic shift as well. And now also, I mean, if you look, I don't know if any of you are gamers, I have a background in gaming, like the number one game on Steam right now is from a solo dev. He's 21 years old. He has more concurrent users than majority of projects in crypto have total user bases. And so he's grown up building Roblox games. So you have this like dry powder of like, I would call them devs, but they don't have traditional education that they just are terminally online and they've been building and they've grown up with Minecraft, with building games, and they are savvy because they've made money online, right? Like the kids that go out and have a lemonade stand, because kids don't go out these days, they're building shit online. This is kind of where I see this next generation. They're going to be crypto native by default, right? I've come from a generation, I, I have kids, and they're like internet native. But now you're going to have these like crypto natives. Why? It's because like, I, I'm again, I'm not a trader. I'm not like a, you know, macro economist, uh, economist, but like, I read some crazy stat where in the United States here, the U S dollar, 80% of all the U S dollars in circulation have been printed within the last three years. And I, I can't imagine that is not going to have some type of effect. And you're seeing that right now. Um, and, you know, education, I'd look at my kids in terms of like, if they go to college and go this like, quote unquote, traditional route, they're going to be in debt and they're not going to be able to. Oh no, I don't know if you've all seen that, like these Coinbase commercials, which speak to this.
1: Like, <laughs> Coinbase crypto, commercial. Oh, my goodness.
2: So it's really the only legitimate like investment opportunity for them. Really. And if you're a builder, you know, and you know, you're able to do something of value and people are going to pay for it, like you can invest in yourself. And that's kind of what we're looking at for, you know, and going back to what you're saying, everything is bubblegum and tape, like for every those builders that are in the audience now, like you know, this is the opportunity. This is the window, right? This is the window in which you can build and make an impactful difference. I remember when I saw Amazon for the first time and people were saying, Amazon's never going to fucking take off because I have to touch and feel the products that I buy. And yeah, that was the reality back then. But now look what's happening. So we know the writing is on the wall. We know it's just a matter of time because people will opt for things that are more efficient. It's really now just trying to figure out kind of, and this is where the reading the tea leaves of like, how can you meet the market where it's at, at this moment? That's why for us in terms of, and I'll circle back this to TeleFriends, like we had this tech, but the tech doesn't make a difference it doesn't matter unless it's applicable unless it's like it hits the zeitgeist at the moment and that's what we're trying to do here is like really empowering people onboarding them we want to redefine what it means to like be crypto native we want to redefine like back when we had a bridge and the no-code tool what it means to be a developer we want to empower you know humanity or people and yeah, I think uh, that's how I think about it. And then now in the context of AI, I think it's just going to kind of get explosive. So to go circle back to your, I think, initial question, what is like the next few years look like? It's it's totally unknown. Like it's unprecedented. And like you need to have contact with the market. You You can't just sit back because AI and what we're dealing with is like, an exponential technology that if you don't hang on now, by the time you know, like the shit is here, it's kind of too late. We had a taste of that with COVID because it spread so fast and the technologists because of the, especially the ones that like I was dealing with in terms of gaming, they understood virality, quote unquote virality, right? Like COVID was a biological, it was the OG viral mechanism. Right. And you see how quickly that spreads. AI is that. And we don't know what the second third order effects are. Like by the time you see it, it'll be too late. So this is like the window of time dude, right now.
1: Dude, Zeitgeist. I mean, my ear called Zeitgeist. For anyone in the audience, shout out. I'll be listening to this on the replay tomorrow. Like I say, I, I can only fucking enjoy this shit on the replay, corner properly. I uh, But, yeah. Dude, uh, right, I'm going to ask you a quick question. Personally, I mean, you're proper old school, you. Like, have you, have you thought about, like, leaving the US or not? Have you thought about heading to you know newer pastures or brighter shores have you have you thought about leaving the us given the fact of what we've seen like the us's attitude with cryptocurrency
2: uh i'm not opposed to it i'm definitely not opposed to it um you know it's it's one of the you you you, you
1: mentioned you had young children so children must come into your thinking of like like if you were so okay let's say you're 25 and you're as successful as you are and as knowledgeable as you are and you've got no kids would you be in the US yes or no uh,
0: probably not where would you go where would be the spot
2: um right now when it what i see is a convergence of like you know ai and that's definitely um kind of the epicenter of it is cerebral valley which is this you know hot spot in san francisco so i definitely want access to that but it because i think this next cycle is really about social that i would want to go somewhere like in asia right where like i think oh
1: come what, to bangkok come to bangkok bro you love bangkok you <laughs> great schools for your kids some of the best schools in the world some of the but like if you if you do well for you like, like yourself bangkok's an amazing place man I, I thank you for that problem. tip. I I will definitely
2: definitely check it out. My wife and Dude, I. We Weed's legal
1: here. You know. You know. Weed became legal like last July. Oh, we've got B bands back. But yeah, uh, Thailand's a completely it's a different world to what it used to be. Anyway, uh, sorry, B bands. Yeah.
3: Um, I had a thought in my mind, and I was about to ask James. Uh so James, uh, when like so you know how they are talking about like the symbiotic web where you know everything is going to be work. You know, people on machines you know symbionically working together like the way technology is going and everything you've seen how how long do you think before quote-unquote web 4 or the symbiotic web is um is going to be like available or or, you know or out
2: i i think it's just a matter of someone that is going to be able to hit the right note and what i mean by that is that like when you look at Breakthrough technologies, these breakthrough technologies are ones that actually um, took a taboo and normalized it. When I grew up, it was not good to get into a car with a stranger. Now you can monetize it. And so I think when it comes to like this agency and having a relationship, it sounds so bizarre. So weird, having a relationship with a an AI agent, a synthetic when that becomes normalized. And I don't know how that will be, but if someone can figure out how to monetize and normalize that, that that's when it will hit. So it's here. We just haven't found the the Jason Calacanis or Travis Calacanis, or you know the Brian Chesky, the Airbnbs, like you know crashing at people's houses, like having strangers sleep at your house was kind of taboo, I would imagine, like 30 years ago, right? And so if you can cross that chasm and and normalize these things, um, and those that can tell the story and have the product that meets the use case to do that, that's kind of when we hit that next era. So the technology is here. It's just we're waiting for that artist, entrepreneur, whoever or whatever you want
0: to call it, the builder, so, to be so able to...
3: I'm sorry, let mm-hmm. me interrupt. So oh, go you ahead. don't think the WEF is gonna be able to normalize the semionic web? Uh, I
2: it's think it's gonna I, I think it's gonna it's gonna have to happen by it's gonna happen by taking what exists, the technologies that exist now and packaging it up um in a way that makes it palatable. So some innovator is going to have to do that. Like when you even look back at like, you know, crypto or Bitcoin initially, there's no new technology in Bitcoin. When you really think about it, it was just put together in a novel way. And so I think these breakthroughs aren't like there's some new technical thing that exists now that someone has invented. It's like this whole... In, inventor myth it's someone sitting back thinking deeply and being able to like put things and reconstitute and integrate things together in a way to like hit um hit hit, you know like make it happen like if you think back satoshi that the 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 bitcoin white paper was a reaction to the financial crisis so there has to be kind of like some event something and people are, you know, I'm imagining smart people out there are just like, they don't know what the event is, but they know what the characteristics of that event are. And as soon as those events hit, that's when they're like, okay, this is my time and I'm going to, whatever they're working on, it will hit. Because it, it needs to, it needs to solve, I, you know, I guess I believe in marketplaces. It has to solve a market need and it's not just going to happen I mean there's going to be experiments there's going to be a bunch of things i'm not saying that you shouldn't experiment and try things but there needs to be like some
0: type of catalyst i don't know what that catalyst will be
3: thank you thank you for that answer um i don't have the co-host right now so i couldn't bring Seffi up but Seffi was brought up by robo and Seffi is one of my favorite people how are you doing Seffi?
5: oh very good uh james uh when it comes to sort of like the AI crypto um, sort of intersection on that kind of Venn diagram, um, like my concerns are that, uh, you know, like the world thinks we're gonna like control our line AI. And my suspicion is, is that like crypto makes AI essentially unstoppable. And that we basically lose control of that is my, my deepest suspicion. Like the intuition, all points there in terms of the way like biological systems work, how evolution works. It's like there's very little evidence that it would be the contrary. Do do you worry about this sort of thing? Yeah,
2: I do. I mean, like I don't know if you everyone's part of
5: or knows about the EAC movement. The uh, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Effective <laughs> acceleration. You can maybe summarize briefly what that is, but like. I'm uh, I'm unconvinced that they they have any clue what they're talking about. Like, just (laughs) that's why. Yeah, my my take of the EAC movement, my
2: kind of like the at at kind of it's pretty dark. It's that like AGI will allow this generation, if it's solved, to be able to extend life in ways that you know have been unprecedented so it's worth doing agi because if agi kills us all oh well either outcome they're okay with like when i really think hard about ex, um i think that if you know we have a fighting chance and you know it's one of these things i don't know how it's possible to stop technology because if you make it illegal you're just gonna allow those that don't listen to the law to like have an undue advantage. Um, But I think it's, it's about like not having it centralized.
5: Yeah. I think, I think think, you have the same intuition I do is that like, it's inevitable a, um, unless you're going to like stop computing and go into some kind of like cave Um, that's unlikely to happen. Right. Unless some disaster happens on this planet that, you know, prevents that. So all else being equal, we go this route and then it's like, some elements of decentralization of these things is pretty much a given. Um, And then, you know, like, what, what does that world look like? I think that the idea is like, if as long as the AIs are fighting amongst each other um, for resources that, um, you know, like maybe they won't bother us or something (laughs) like, you know, it's, it's this, this thinking that like, there's a mutually assured destruction type balance that eventually occurs um, with these things. But I, I don't, I, but but what seems like what will happen almost assuredly is a reduction in human agency and human sovereignty. It's almost a certainty. So that's just a world we just have to learn to live with, I suppose. At least online. And yeah, this is where it's
2: like, I want to get ahead of it. So I know that we're shilling telefriends, but I have another idea for our app that will come out after using the Collabland platform. And it kicks into history what has happened in gaming. So, you know. Uh, I don't know if have you not, probably no one in this audience is old enough to remember like Dope Wars. It was a game on a calculator uh, and uh, they have remade it in DOS versions. There was like a Facebook. So Zynga had its own version uh, called Mafia Wars. And, uh, you know, there is an NFT project called Dope Wars. And so I imagine like having a DAO that's kind of, run by an agent, an AI agent. And it's a game where you have to like, I don't know, whatever the quest of the day is. And what we're really doing is having fun with like getting to know AI. And I want to call it Cope Wars. And like, I, so I bought the URL, so I, I don't, copewars.com, but I, I'm I'm not here to show that right now. But um it's, and this is where I think like DAOs using and to steer an AI agent is the ultimate form of uh, reinforcement learning by human feedback. And you have to have that in order to have AI alignment. When I think about AI alignment, it's kind of ridiculous because I've been doing DAOs for many years. It's hard to like coordinate like 150 people to come to consensus. You're thinking now you're going to be able to coordinate an alignment with the whole entire planet, like you've got to start small. And this is where I think, you know, um, we need to really start out in DAOs. And going back to the original question in terms of like, where do I think DAOs are heading? I think actually DAOs, because I've been doing this for a few years, DAOs actually are great as kind of like a hub for business partnerships. So it's not like necessarily individuals coming into an organization and creating a DAO. It's businesses having like, a common like hub, right, where you have businesses as the DAO participants doing a shared treasury, because this is how we can have like uh, OpenAI and these other companies coming together with a shared incentive. So uh, DAOs for me are great. One like the Roscoe route when it comes to like a shared treasury for those that are unbanked, but I think that there's another separate dimension when it comes to DAOs as a way to scale leadership. Because it's permissionless, there's an ability for anyone to come in. So it doesn't matter the privilege and where you're born and what education you have. If you have good ideas, you can participate and it can be tracked all on chain. So I think really when I look at DAOs now, I look at those that are like running them and how, and you can measure this, the the right, the velocity and the acceleration of the growth of like that DAO and who are the main contributors. And those are like the next gen leaders. And I think, you know, that is um, kind of another take from a human perspective. But overall, I think in order to get this alignment with AI, we're gonna need DAOs. So circling back, tying this all together back on DAOs, I think AI and alignment is gonna happen needs to happen in a permissionless way. And like DAOs are the best that we got if we want it to be decentralized.
1: Right. We're getting requests. We're getting requests. Uh Bay Banzers back. Uh Safi, yeah, do you wanna I mean it's been an epic space. Uh we're not gonna go past guys the 90 minute mark. We know the longer spaces don't get the traction. But we have got red eye here. Uh Bay Banzers coming back. So yeah, man, let, let, I mean, if if James is okay, let's give it like a, an hour 45 will be like the ultimate cutoff point. Red Eye, you've jumped in the room. Would you like to uh, come up and speak to James or whoever, whatever?
6: Yeah, I, I like the idea um, of the introduction of AI, at least in some capacity for helping uh, manage DAOs. I, <clears throat> I've never been... Um, super optimistic on AIs being able to, to manage like the human element uh, uh, of governance um, just because there's, I mean, as we know, governance isn't, isn't logical. um, And the participants of whatever body being governed uh, are likely not to, uh, just like thinking realistically likely not to be, uh, logically acting at least in mass, Um, but I really like the idea of treasury management with AI. um, Just because, you know, a lot of treasury management uh, involves a lot of large scale uh, modeling and and analysis of like large sets of data, uh, analyzing markets, and so, from a perspective of like reducing the the burden of work on those who otherwise would be managing uh, a treasury, um, I, I think could be really helpful. Uh,
0: yeah. So, from your red eye to that point, I just put another clip into Psalm sommelier finance again, like today, <laughs> like during this call, yeah. I was like, I, I, that, that's the beginning of the AI treasury management movement. You know, it's, it's these bots and vault strategies, like managing your, your funds and, uh, and concentrated liquidity. Like, so we're, we're starting to see that not from like a Dow perspective, but like on a sommelier vault and, or like a yearn vault or these different vaults or these online AI driven you know trading bots
6: yeah and i think it's uh obviously there there's going to be a period of time where people have to figure out like all right what is the relative performance of this ai or this bot strategy relative to other market participants and so there there will always have to be some sort of time period where the the strategy has to prove itself um but I would imagine with AI, things would continually get better. And so that like time window would probably start shrinking. Um, but yeah, to, to your point, uh, I think what Tom is doing is uh, more and more groups are going to start going that route, uh, which I think is really cool. I, I would love to learn more about like the application of AI from a governance perspective. Um, I'm not too educated or I haven't, I haven't thought too, too much about uh, the application of uh, AI for DAOs and, and governance in general. But um, I, I think the, the
2: DAO, like my kind of off-the-cuff answer would be you would have this passive AI agent in your DAO. So you're chatting in Telegram or Discord. You uh, allow the AI agent to read all of the chat messages to get a sentiment analysis. It also can talk to other like-minded or like agents. And um, they, these agents are looking for deals, partnerships, and they do the intros. So they are these like ambassadors to make connections because the DAO participants are too busy doing their own thing. And these AI agents can like propose opportunities. And they James, just you're trying to take
0: my job. James, why are you trying to take my job away?
2: <laughs> no, I think I think that like Brian, then what you, what humans are are going to be the curators for these agents. And so, like instead of being the agent or the artist, you are the agency. You're the label. You're the producer. You're you're managing all these agents. You're just th- taking the same skill set because you're early and you have the experience, you, so this is a whole nother thing. Like humans were the kind of creators and these algorithms, whether it's on Twitter, X or whatever, Facebook, Instagram, these these, uh, algorithms, these basically you can think of them as AI, they were the curators. Things are gonna flip, right? The humans will now curate because AI can generate volumes of content. So you just gotta think of yourself as a curator and this is what DAOs are, you're, you're, you are not creating things, you're steering and you're curating. And that is what it's defined to be like a taste maker. You're the editor, that's like another position above. You're, you gotta go a little meta here. And that's one I think we're we're gonna see. And I think although James, are-
5: I think the meta the meta meta is that like what you're describing is just the near term. What I'm what I'm describing is where AIs are basically speaking in binary to each other, and essentially like there is no curating anything. Like it's you can create autonomous systems that are just growing in the background, and you know they they creating all sorts of like effects on the internet and on the world around them, since we're increasingly connected. And um, I don't think we're going to be creating anything. <laughs> like I think we're going to be the curated is my suspicion. Yeah, I think so.
2: I, I think that's, that's, the, that's the fear, right? Like you, we may be being curated right now by things that are in your Twitter, Instagram, like TikTok, whatever right? newsfeed. TikTok <laughs> yeah. newsfeed already. It's so subtle, so subtle. And AI can play such the long game that it's not, you can't see it. It's going to take more than your lifetime to actually see the patterns.
5: So we yeah, may be like there, this, and we just algorithms themselves play an unusual role on how we all behave. And like, it's you know, countries are recognizing that. Hey, wait a minute! Like, civilization, you know, can't be steered in this way. Otherwise, we get in trouble. And so it's like the backlash against TikTok. TikTok. I think someone banned it. The one country banned it this last couple of weeks. It's kind of interesting. Yeah,
2: no, I think you you may be describing things that are already here. We just don't know. Like that's the thing about like technology. It's just not evenly distributed. So at, to what effect are you being, you know, subtly influenced? You may want to, you might think of that as culture in general or advertising or whatever, but you don't know how insidious it is or not. I don't want to get too dark, but this is why you need to participate. You need to be able to like, Make sure that you're you're creating your mark, and that you're not just sitting back and like listening and hearing, right? That's a difference, and this is why you know going back to is like to other things. You got to be all in. That's why you burn the boats. Like you got to live it. You got to have intention, else you will be steered. I think just in. I mean, again, this is kind of philosopher dad hat on. Like you, you have this one life. What are you going to do with it? It's up to you. And so that kind of is the kind of root motivation here. Um, and so just to bring it back real quick to telefriends, you know we will allow creators to be able to um, have the telefriends bot read the messages in their private group, and we can then couple that with on-chain analytics so that you as a creator if you use Telefreds can chat with your analytics and you can ask the AI, like what happened here in this dip or whatever the case may be. And this is where we need to start being practical and it has to get into people's hands. Like you, you, you got to like democratize this because it's too easy to follow and then, you know, be influenced. So that's kind of like this kind of, you got to have contact with reality. You got to understand and know where we are with that because then you'll get insight and intuition when only you use it. There's, you know, it's like anything, like you can watch tennis all day, but you're never going to be a great tennis player until you pick up a racket and you start playing. There's like a big difference. And that's what we're trying to do here is just empower as many people as quickly as possible in the least amount of effort to be able to allow them to understand how they can shape
1: their lives and, and the future. So James, 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 you've been an absolute scholar and a gentleman. Like, we, you know, I mean, fucking holy hell, Brian. Talk about the sniff test. I mean, he's had the full like, gamut of questions tonight, right? The plethora i mean brian uh, i hope we've done you guys justice because you guys like have fucking nailed it like it's been exceptional mate really cool before i go to james yeah brian it's been a really fucking good interview it's quite james,
0: this is no this is awesome man i I have, I have comments about i want yeah i know we have to like end this soon and uh it's been james like incredible job like telling the story and everything i i, I have to say one thing i love the curating of the ai conversation Because, and people get scared about AI taking over blockchains and and kind of running the show. But I want to bring up like two key points that have happened within the last year or two around how we've seen civil attacks and people running programs in AI to take over uh, large quantities uh, of token or, or influence over a token or a DAO. And then we forked them out, right? So whether you like it or not, like Juno Prop 16. Sybil mm. attack put onto Juno, and 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 you know it's controversial. But here's an example of somebody running some AI agents, somebody running some algorithms, and then you fork it out. Another recent example is uh, the Friend, friend tech bots in civil attack. Mm. So over two hundred thousand accounts, like Sybil attacking the Tech point system, fork it out. Right. So I, so did. So Bring back like a little bit of optimism in the, in the dark side of this stuff. <laughs> what could happen in AI. When the humans come back in and we recognize that the AI is, is taken up or a civil attack is too much, we know how to do governance and fork this shit out. So I'm actually bullish on crypto as, as a way to manage a lot of this, these AI attacks. It's going to have to be so nuanced that it isn't appeared for systems. And such that it, it, like, we won't be able to recognize it, understand where the power is going to, and be able to fork it out. So it's going to have to be like, I, I, I don't see it taken over. Because as soon as the chain gets unfunctional in, in some, some AI attack or Sybil attack, we know what to do with this on the blockchain.
2: Yeah, we, we, I think real quick, I think we need to make this fun. So this needs to be a game first that we can learn from, and then we apply it to ser- quote, unquote, serious things. That's really what like, what we're trying, and my gaming experience has taught me. You can learn a lot through gaming, and you do this in the simulated, like alternative game fiction universe, you know? And that's how you play out these scenarios. And gaming and playing and having fun is just another term for learning. And we just need to learn as quickly as possible. So that's why I'm excited about all of this. And it's like, ultimately, ultimately, it's all about having fun.
1: I like what you're saying there, because all those values that you've just, uh, like said, you know, explain the community. They are our core values. Like we're having fun. We're on the blockchain. We're messing around. Like bro, like, I've said uh, this many times, and I'm going to repeat it again very quickly, right? And I want to talk about how good tonight's show has been, by the way, very quickly as well. I, like, uh, fungible coins, right? Uh, The business, you know, I never really had, like, real fun in crypto until I got into NFTs and, and, and gaming. And, like, there was just no, like, it was just a way to make money. You know, I I sold fucking dot and link at the top to pay the mortgage when I had no job during COVID. And like, things were bad, like I said, things were bad, but you know, I was doing what I did as a man, you know, Mm -hmm. put um, roofs over, like, bro, like, mate, this conversation tonight has been absolutely ridiculous. That's all I want to say. It's been like in my top three, top three this year. Like literally you, uh Jake the Sharman, like from January the sixth, and uh Carter and Dove. That like, head to head with Carter and Dove, like these have been my three, my three favorite shows this year. Exceptional, mate. You turned up. <laughs> Did you not? You turned up in spades tonight, bro. Anyone who's listening, guys, if you like late join us you have to go back and listen to replay. But like I always recommend we're not fishing for spaces numbers wait for the spotify wait for the itunes wait for the google i was going to say google podcast but actually i think it's changing to youtube music isn't it haven't google just ditched google podcasts to google music that's just happened recently i think uh, so we're gonna to have to figure out that but yeah man like like if you've come late just don't listen to the space like blah 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 Wait, just wait for things show, and you will enjoy this on the way to work on the way home on the train, on the plane, whatever. Just an exceptional show. James, mate, I can't thank you enough like, for turning up tonight. Holy fuck, bro. Thanks How for having me. Ah, I- oh, dude. Keep
2: doing what you're doing. I love it. I love the vibes. I'm here for it. All day, every day, 24-7, 365. So... I uh, really appreciate you. So thank
1: you for and, having me. And can interview. we repeat? Can we repeat? Like, you said 53,000. I mean, earlier I was like over 50,000, but like like 53,000 communities, right? Including, like, I say, like, because obviously I know, like, for, you know, rug radio, but I mean, you just drop like bored apes in, like, nah, whatever, you know? I mean, ca- talk about casual. You're a red gangster, you. I'd love to have a fucking mojito. In the hammock we in thailand and a fat joint you know i'm sure let's you big it. ass. let's do <sighs> it let's do it i didn't even know how to end this i'm just going to say though like uh yes Robo's being busy on testnet uh cash you're not ready it's dropping on the 11th and not only is it dropping on the 11th uh the video will be dropping on christmas day the 25th get ready None of you are ready. I don't even know how we can prepare. We're bringing carnage. We're bringing heat. We're bringing smoke. Nobody wants that smoke. It wants it wants a rack FM smoke, but we're bringing it anyway. Uh, we're bringing a let's say a spicy festive season. But I mean, what a fucking way to kick off December. We're gonna have a couple of good shows this month. Uh, yeah, James, I am extremely excited. Uh, rack FM's looking forward to like. You know, integrating more with you guys. And uh, yeah, man, the future's bright fucking hell, dude. But what an exceptional fucking guest tonight. Before we end out, I'm just telling you, bro, not often Robo will use the word exceptional. Fucking tonight it's well justified. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate being
2: here. And uh, yeah, I'd love to continue the conversation. This is a, a long play here. So this is just the beginning
1: yeah man we'll be keeping our eyes peeled and uh for sure like by the way man. mind and yeah brian before we ended out, before we rounded out because we lost big bands obviously and i say i give a shout out to our audience one second brian shout out like obviously tank came back i know he's been busy rebel defy and mia uh mr fox is down there brasco's been here the entire time So I jumped in kyle been here for fucking ever Guys, I hope you've really, really fucking enjoyed this because, like, I have, but not like you guys. So, tomorrow, I'm going to go back and have the experience that you have. Even though I fast-forward my own pleb voice, like, I literally, 15 seconds, like, just fast-forward my own pleb voice. Like, I hate listening to myself, but I'll be listening to your man, right? So, shout out Kit, War, honestly, Snails. There's that many of you I can't mention everybody, right? Jim's down there, like. You're such a nice crew, and you have turned up for James, and I'm sure James, you appreciate like the crew turning up for you, right? Because yeah, they're all appreciate really it. intelligent. Oh, do our audience is all high, like high IQ. They're not like plebs or anything. Like the Amazing. the replay Sorry. will do. Ah, the do the replay will do silly numbers, right? We wish you all the fucking best with your future endeavours, and the what you involved in there. with Yeah, bro, of course. You know what I mean. All right, come back. back we anyway, would do a
0: good job. You want to do a good job if i didn't say hey go get early access to telefriends telefriends.com t-e-l-e-f-r-e-n-s.com they're they're going to be you want to get you know you're a creator you want to get your ai bot get some affiliate links out there like it's going to be rad dude so come and join the party
1: i totally totally agree totally agree and and good luck james like i said you know what I mean. And when, when things are like pumping and blah, 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 feel free to just come back. I mean, when we have the unrecorded ones, feel free to just jump in and ch- like chat shit about the markets or other subjects. I mean, I love the Cosmos crack earlier. You're a fucking wily old fox, you, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to keep the conversation going. And thank you so much
2: for having me and appreciate everyone here um and yeah let's do this because it's gonna take all of us to doing this together so you know i i want to be
1: in it with those that want to win it so i'm here No worries bro no worries take care and good godspeed and god bless and i'm gonna say to all audience uh once we finish the official recorded show there will be an after party unrecorded as always i'm just putting that out there any of your chads are welcome let's fucking go uh, but James, yeah, without further ado, honestly, dude, good morning to you, sir. I like I said, scholar and a gentleman. It sounds, you know, when you speak to people, it's always a pleasure, never a chore. We can spot that. The Rack, the Rack FM sniff test is tried and tested. Like, we've caught so much bullshit over the fucking, like, nearly two years, dude, we've been doing this shit, right? In fact, my first Juno space was, like, over two years ago, but. Yeah, James, uh, you're welcome back anytime. But without further ado, guys, uh, Finn, when on the recorded show, just after I finished speaking, will be kicking in with an awesome fucking rap. I don't know oh, what man. it might be. It might drop plunder. It might drop in the smell. But right now, you're just going to hear some beats start to kick in on the fucking recorded show. So good night. God bless. Stay safe, everybody. You know we care about you. Okay. Bye-bye
5: nice i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you something when the world starts to get really bad and these mugs out here robbing, you gonna love digital currency.
7: All these motherfuckers, they be running and gunning, And i am like I'm sitting back, just having fun in the sun. And then I'm like one out of a hundred. I'm just building up on it. To so sum of everything we built are in the last hundred other you're getting salty, feeling faulty. You ain't no man, I keep robo here, grinning it, ear, throwing up anarchy, smoking toiletries, spitting philosophies. Look at the dossier. We rack like See This lays to this shit. Like it's sedimentary. All these little onion peels getting torn off. And buried Imagine the smell That shit is a vital experience without knowing how you will not survive. Period.
0: Uh, he's a fucking
7: trip,
1: man. Jimmy, <laughs> you know if you Jimmy, you know if you listen to this right, you're getting absolutely fucking ripped to death like on a spaces for the life, you little troglodyte bastard. I hope you fucking listen, I hope you come to my house son. I swear to god man, I've got fucking loads of weapons on my dogs, man. You just a little laugh, man. Go on. Fuck off, man. Go on. Fuck off. Harmony. Me and another no, one. Do you looking for a fucking job? You fucking idiot. You've just been fucking at the desk. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Try to change
7: the course of the portion philosophy I'm just here for the corporation sponsor, but bottomy I mean, Feels like I won the lottery Like I'm ghosting this pottery Chill Demi Boy, the shit's supposed to be haunting If it wasn't ain't no puzzle You would try to train your muscle dropping like a fatal hustle But the pay is mustin't Think of all the loss of crew. Just to pick up all the tricky Because I'm not All those sub-downs would make up for something <laughs> I guess it just goes to show The fuck do I know At least it's quiet over here I like my little silo It's better than watching them fight over How to divide my time between sitting at the desk and the ride home Devs at Mickey D's, they leeching off that Wi-Fi Zapdos and more, they shipping more than five guys Console open, waiting for the kamikaze When the flash loans bang They feelin' like paparazzi, snapshot motherfuckers We got layers, media Meteora, Jawbreaker We crackin' a lot of craters We rappin' a lot of pay dirt, maxin' out relators Imagine the smell, $5 wrench to your Darth Vader It's, it's really funny uh, to us at finance That
4: everyone here is talking about
1: uh, Bitcoin mines, putting them in caves, putting them in, in uh, factories that were abandoned in the past, and also using electromagnetic pulse bombs to detonate uh, the USA and the other country mines, right? So you're now applying this strategy to, to lunch, uh in order to take over the chain, is that correct? Uh, it's
4: more simple. There's no uh, EMP bomb. It's just a van of men in uh, baraclava and they have wrench, and they're taking the physical validators from people's houses. They are usually very fat and they're usually uh, in the shower with, you know, we're trying to wash uh, their mice uh, droppings off their uh, clothes. So it's very simple. We just walk in and we take it. But if there is someone who is sitting at the computer or sleeping at the computer, we, uh, we hit them with the wrench really, really hard. And then they say, stop don't do that again and we say that's okay just Mm -hmm. give us your validator note and then they give it to us and we drive it to China.